You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the director for Luca, Enrico Casarosa, and producer Andrea Warren. We can go anywhere, do anything. We just gotta stick together. We underdogs have to look out for each other, right? Underdogs! This is gonna be the best summer ever. We'll ride down every road. See the whole world together. It'll be amazing. (laughs) But there's just one thing. Whoa, 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 wait! Did you see that? No one can find out. Please don't take my sunshine away. Where did you boys say you were from? Rico and Andrea, thank you so much for, for talking with me this morning. Our pleasure. Nice to meet you. You as yeah, well. Same here. Well, I've been so excited for Luca uh, ever since it was announced because I, I have a two-year-old son named Luca at home. Oh. And so I think uh, he's a little too young to appreciate that, but in years to come, I think he's going to be very excited to have a movie with his name. Um, were there other, other uh, title working titles for the film or was it always going to be Luca? You know, yeah, there were um, titles with Luca in it. Um, sometimes there were uh, mixes of, uh, you know, Luca Paguro or or a summer with Luca and some, you know, which I think is still Japan's title. But yeah, it felt like we, you know, we play with a lot of titles, but there wasn't, I, I don't even remember any of the others, which tells you like nothing was really percolating as much. Yeah, it felt like the simplicity of Luca and it's Luca's story just kind of matched. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pixar's developed a pretty recognizable look, uh, and it typically leans towards realism a, a lot of times. And Luca really changes things up. It's very stylized. So how did you decide to go with this more stylized look for the film? Yeah, like, I, I think making uh, La Luna, my, my short, a few years back, kind of, uh, gave us a good little starting point. There was something where we pushed some textures that were, you know, pastels and watercolors in it. And we really tried to bring a little bit of a storybook uh, feel to it. So with Luca, I knew I wanted to push it a little further even. And and for a few reasons, one that's just this a story that's very much, again, from a, from a kid's point of view, a kid's world. So I think it always uh, benefits from some expressionistic uh, side to it and playfulness. And then the other, yeah, there, there's just something, you know, I love drawings and I come from travelogging and comics. And so we wanted to retain some of the things that we have as we work through these ideas and retaining some of the sketchy feel. There's an aliveness that I love in there. And um, and that is a bit why why we chase that. And also, I feel like realism, you know, in a place like taking some, uh, you know, the, the the world to a place like this, we wanted to find the essence of it, 
uh, a, a wonderful um, different version than just if you just went there or looked at a photo. It just didn't feel interesting to take you there in that way. And we wanted it to be lyrical. We wanted it to be a bit poetic. So a lot of times it was less instead of, you know, a building with, with 12 windows. It was like, well, um, let's put just two key windows that we see. And actually there's a character to the place that it's a little bit, um, nothing's very straight because all the, the, the houses kind of get amassed together. So then we fought, we even pushed some of the interesting elements like the wonkiness of, of the place. So that those are the things that really made us really push in many different levels and animations at all other level wanting to look for something different yeah we we love the idea that there's different voices right there's a few different directors now epics are first time directors and we're like well new voices different voices let's make our movies look different which is kind of a a cool uh, thing i think we're we're embracing yeah i I completely agree it's definitely uh I, i love to see these different styles coming out for both of you do you do you happen to have a single favorite shot or image from the movie that you just <laughs> really love <laughs> that's a good question oh, you, go you, um, want, you go first you got something well you know it's i'm sure it's, i could get asked this question i probably could answer it 20 different ways in 20 different moments but the one that's coming to mind is i just love it when julia says julia my name is julia and i just I just feel like it's so Italian. It's so her. I just love her energy and spunk. She's, it's hard to pick a favorite character, but I do really love Julia and how she turned out. So I love that moment when she corrects her name. Um, That's a really good one. I knew you were going to say that because it's uh, animation wise, it's it's really such a, we, we point that out as one that feels also so Italian that the yeah. animator nailed this. Like we say, no, that's not exact. And let me, let me correct you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how this yeah, is. I love that moment. Yeah. Um, it's so tricky. There are just so many, there's one image and sometimes again, I think you're right every day you could find a different one. There's here's a weird one. It's a moment where Luca has the nets in his hand and he he, is helping Massimo and he just notices Machiavelli looking at him. And it's just a real beautiful close up on Luca and his goofiness and in this pose. And there's something about that Luca that feels so uh, wonderful, appealing. So that that one came to my mind now that we were, as I was thinking about the many shots that I I love. He's he's kind of like busy and then he's like, Oh my gosh, what, what does this guy want? Uh, uh, and, and we cut to Machiavelli, who's staring at him. I loved all of those cuts to Machiavelli. It was perfect every time. Uh, this is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. 
Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Well, Enrico, you, you've spoken uh, many times before about how this film it has been inspired by your childhood and, and your friendships growing up, how you felt like outsiders. Are you still in touch with, with that friend or those friends that you were specifically inspired by? And have you shared this film with them? Yeah, I am in touch with Alberto, my, my best friend. Actually, uh, uh, we kept the same name, which is kind of a fun um, thing. We have been in touch. I mean, in fact, good conversation with him through the years. He just knew that I was kind of delving into the, our, 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 that theme of our friendship and what was it about our friendship. I had good conversations about him, about our friendship that actually helped our movie and helped us find our ending and helped us kind of dig deeper. Um, and then, but, but he hasn't seen the movie yet. We're about to, he lives in Rome. He became an Air Force pilot. So the very Alberto of him, uh, <laughs> chased uh, danger and, and adventure. And he, uh, he, I'm about to meet him again next week and we're about to show him the movie, which is really exciting. Um, he also has a little cameo. We gave him um, the same line that I have in the English version where we say what's wrong with you stupid or the, the angry fisherman it's <laughs> i left my my voice in there he has it in italian oh that's awesome uh, so we we roped him into to this in an interesting way and andrea what, what what made you what made you excited to sign on to such a personal story um a lot of things i i'm a huge fan of the short la luna and to me that really showcases, you know, Enrico's sensibility as a filmmaker. And I, I love, you know, I think of it as poetic. I love it's lyrical. Um, I love it's pace and um, the sensibility in general. And so I was very excited about bringing that into a feature length film. And I think that, you know, some of the most wonderful stories from Pixar do come from personal experiences and observations. And I feel like that's sometimes how we really get to the the heart of the film. Um, and so, you know, it was exciting to jump in and, and try to help Enrico find that and, and you know, tell the story and get it up on the screen. Well, well, one last question before I go. Um, did either of you have any, any Brunos in your head as you guys were making <laughs> this film? Times you wanted to turn around and, and, and stop, stop pushing forward. And so what, what were those, if any, and how did you silence them? They, yeah, we we absolutely you, you hit the nail on the head. We we felt that the movie was very meta in the middle of making it. Um, we had Bruno's in our head. I think imposter syndrome is it's uh, it's something we we are many of us are are very <laughs> used to, um, especially as a first time director. You know, you you haven't been tested, so you're going through unknown territory. Uh, and having to embrace f things you don't know or, or moments of challenge were so such a big part of this. 
Um, so sometimes we were joking like that, and sometimes the Brunos were actually persons <laughs> outside of my head. Do you want to so, name, name drop them here? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> and well, but I, and I, I mentioned that because at the end of the day, surrounding yourself on a project like this with Albertos that tell you you can do it, we can do this, let's do this together was the key and that became such a wonderful camaraderie building uh thing um you know so yeah it, it really came down to let's surround ourselves with it. this is not easy this is a bit of a gauntlet the pandemic came in there were you know that one certainly amplified our brunos in our head and um but we you know we did kind of huddle down and persevered and and, and it made it all the, the sweeter to finish it to be honest and be together with our crew yeah i think um i think you know i guess the bad news for kids is that you know as adults, we're basically telling them, Bruno doesn't go away. But I think that what we are trying to equip them with is a framing on it, understanding like you kind of give it a name, you can understand that it's something that you can address. It's not just the truth coming in your mind. It's like, a, it's a negative thought that you can that you can combat with, with um, you know, Albertos and positive thinking and trying to overcome your fears. So I think that, you know, that's what we're trying to inspire the kids with. And definitely, yeah, I mean, I think it took us a while to find the story. We tried a bunch of different versions. And I also hope kids understand that too, that you don't just kind of sit down, write out a thing on a piece of paper and there you have it, you know, done. And what I think that's what's tricky and misleading about in, in, you know, about seeing a finished product always is that it feels like it just was always that, but it really is a lot of work to get there. And there's definitely a lot of Brunos along the way. Well, uh, thank you all so much for your time. Thanks so much for this film. I'm very excited for, for more people to discover it. So uh, best of luck. We're excited for Luca to discover it when the time is right. <laughs> yes, and he's got a twin brother named Ezra. So if your next film could be okay. Ezra. Uh, to keep it even. Yeah, that'd be okay, we'll good. Title. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. Bye, Bye Daniel. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the director for Luca, Enrico Casarosa, and producer Andrea Warren here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Luca is currently streaming on Disney+. Plus. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... 
The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.